This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast. We are back here again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian, and I am Rafael Di Furia, and we are here in Rovigo, Veneto, on Piazza Garibaldi, in our little city here, in true Veneto fashion, with wine in the middle of the day. Hello there, Marco. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. I'm doing well. Today, we wanted to talk a little bit about the subjects related to specific dates in Italian history that are very important. Actually, that is really good, by the way. It's got like a nice caramel flavor. It's very, very good. You, you made a very good choice. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Today, we wanted to talk about important dates related to the Italian citizenship process and Italian citizenship in general, when uh, specific events happened that are very important to keep in mind if you are pursuing Italian citizenship. So, Marco, maybe just to get started off, let's go in order and start off with the most important date, the date of Italian unification. 1861 is the year in which Italy was unified as a country. Before... There were just little states, and then in 1861, Italy became basically a nation. So why it is important for Italian citizenship? Basically, it is important that you have an Italian ancestor who was still alive in 1861, so when Italy was unified, even if your Italian ancestor was no longer living in Italy, so even if your ancestor had emigrated already, it's important that he was still alive. So if your ancestor passed away, say, in 1859, mm-hmm. you don't qualify for Italian citizenship by descent. But if your ancestor emigrated very early in the 50s and passed away after 1861, then you qualify for Italian citizenship, of course, if the other requirements are met. And it's also important, by the way, that your ancestor, if he was alive, in 1861 was not a naturalized citizen of another country. So from what you're saying, it sounds as though that it doesn't make a difference whether a person's ancestor was living inside of Italy or outside of Italy, and that wouldn't affect their eligibility for Italian citizenship. Exactly. As long as you're able to prove that your ancestor was born in a state then then became part of Italy, and as long as you're able to prove that your ancestor was not naturalized in another country, as long as your ancestor passed away after 1861, if you meet the other requirements, you will qualify for Italian citizenship by descent. Of course, this date probably will not be important for many Americans who are watching this podcast because the average American who applies for Italian citizenship normally has an ancestor who was actually born after 1861. It is more common for people from other countries like Argentina or Brazil to have ancestors who were born prior to 1861 and who emigrated very early. But for Americans, normally the ancestor, the Italian-born ancestor, the last Italian-born ancestor was born after 1861 and emigrated to America in the late 1800s or early 1900s. But I think it's anyway an important piece of information for our audience. No, I I definitely agree because I I know there's a lot of people from all over the world who end up watching these and listening to these. Um, But you brought up a very interesting point just to go off on a quick tangent that looking at the history of Italy that there were various um, exits, uh, of mass exits of people leaving the country and they ended up kind of being a little bit more regional where those people left from and 
where those people went to. It was kind of focused, and a lot of Italians who went at earlier dates ended up either going to South America or even landing in places like Louisiana, where you have one of the oldest, if not the oldest, Italian-American community uh, in the country. And then at later dates, then you see more of a southern exodus away from Italy, and a lot of those people ended up in North America, more so the United States than Canada, but also a lot of people also went to Canada. Exactly. Even if the um, big immigration to America happened uh, later, there are like s some of my clients who actually have an ancestor who emigrated very, very early before the unification of Italy and went actually to Louisiana, as you just mentioned. Actually, it's interesting because I didn't know about that until within the past few years or so that there was like this real Italian history in a place like Louisiana. I was fascinated by this and uh, to hear some of the stories about especially how Italians were treated in that in that period of time. But moving on, what is the next important date in regards to Italian citizenship? 1912. So in 1912, the first law regulating Italian citizenship in detail was issued and why it is important for people uh, seeking Italian citizenship by descent because if you have an ancestor who became naturalized so a citizen of another country before the issuance of that law the law issued in 1912 you don't qualify for Italian citizenship even if your ancestor became naturalized after their child was born in America, even in that case, if the naturalization occurred after, uh, prior to 1912, you don't qualify for Italian citizenship by descent. You can, however, try your case in court and try to seek Italian citizenship through your female ancestor if the female ancestor was also born in Italy, because as we said in other videos, the naturalization of the Italian male ancestor most likely also caused the naturalization of the female ancestor who became naturalized completely involuntarily and automatically. So while there is a naturalization for the male ancestor who was a voluntary naturalization prior to 1912, so, so you're disqualified and you can't apply for citizenship through your male ancestor, you can actually qualify through your female ancestor but most likely your case would be like a 1948 case based on the automatic naturalization of the woman, your female ancestor, as long as she was also born in Italy, which is considered as non-valid, like if it never happened by the Italian courts. But we did talk in detail about 1948 cases in other videos. And something that I know is very related to what we're talking about right now is actually the next very important date where there was something that is very relevant for your uh, American clients. The Cable Act, the 1922 Cable Act, according to which females in the U.S., and by the way, this is a U.S. law, so we're not talking about Italian, an Italian law, we're talking about an American law. According to the Cable Act, the citizenship of a woman in the U.S. was no longer connected to the citizenship of their, of their husband. And it's related to what I just said because prior to the Cable Act, women, Italian women or, or foreign women in general in the U.S. prior to 1922 actually became American citizens involuntarily together with their husbands. So 
they were considered as dependent from their husbands. So when the husband became naturalized, they also became naturalized completely, involuntarily and automatically. So when you have a female ancestor who became naturalized completely involuntarily and automatically under the law that was in effect in America prior to the Cable Act, you can actually try your case in court in Italy and file a 1948 case because the Italian court, the Italian courts, they are of the opinion that this naturalization of the woman was actually invalid. So it's like if it never happened because it happened without basically their consent. Of course, after 1922, the naturalization of the husband, so the head of the family, no longer caused the naturalization of the woman. So if you have a male ancestor who became naturalized before 22, you can, you can safely assume that her, his spouse didn't actually become naturalized automatically. So you have to look into whether his, his spouse did voluntarily apply for American citizenship afterwards, but independently from her husband. So theoretically, this also gives the possibility for a person to be able to make a claim through of the female ancestor in this exactly. case. And moving on, what is the next most important date connected with Italian citizenship? It's 1946. It's not really connected to Italian citizenship, mm-hmm. but I think it's worth mentioning this um, year because that's when Italy became a republic. So mm-hmm. it went from Kingdom of Italy to Republic of Italy. So the the people in Italy, they chose that Italy were to be a republic rather than a kingdom. But the next state that is actually relevant for citizenship applications is 1948, which is when the Italian Republican Constitution came into effect. It's important because the Italian Constitution basically said that women and men are equal. They have equal rights. So that's when... Italian women were considered as able to pass their Italian citizenship on to their children. So if you have to file your citizenship application Mm -hmm. through an Italian consulate, if you're using a female ancestor who gave birth after to, to their child after 1948, then you can file your citizenship application through the Italian consulate. As we said in other videos, In the case that your female Italian ancestor gave birth to her child prior to 1948, then you have a 1948 case. So while it's not possible to file your citizenship application through an Italian consulate, you can try your case in court and maybe people can watch, I think it was like episode three or four of our podcast where we talked about 1948 cases in detail. I think you're right about the number um, of the, the specific episode. It's interesting to me how a lot of these rules have to do with not only acquisition of citizenship, but specifically in relation to how a woman would have uh, gained her citizenship. And this one actually, to me, is one of the most fascinating dates and the, the rules that would allow for a woman to get citizenship. So what is that next date that we are going to be talking about? We are going to talk about 1983. Until 1983, the law, the Italian law, was actually discriminatory against women. So basically, it said that women, uh, foreign women, who are married to Italian citizens are considered automatically as Italian citizens. So without doing anything, 
you are a foreign woman, you marry an Italian citizen, you are considered an Italian citizen, period. So that was like discriminatory against women, and that law was only changed in 1983. But that goes actually in favor right now of people who are seeking Italian citizenship and that maybe would not qualify through their um, male ancestor mm -hmm. because this um, discriminatory situation that um, was uh, that, that that applied to women married to Italian men prior to 1983 actually could make it possible that you can qualify for citizenship through your uh, female ancestor. I will clarify. So if you have for example, an Italian father who became naturalized before you were born, you would not qualify for citizenship through your Italian father. However, if your Italian father was married, if your Italian father got married to your uh, US-born mother before 1983 and before uh, becoming a US citizen, then your US-born mother would have gained automatically Italian citizenship under the Italian law in effect prior to 1983. So your mother, without even knowing that, became an Italian citizen. And in that instance, your qualifying Italian ancestor could be your mom, who became an Italian citizen unknowingly through the marriage, mm -hmm. and who was born in the US. And, and you qualify for citizenship by descent through her because she is the one who was actually an Italian citizen when you were born. So both you and your mother actually can claim uh, your recognition of Italian citizenship. And moving on, what would the next most important day be in regards to Italian citizenship? 1992. In 1992, Italy passed a law which allowed people who voluntarily became naturalized in another country to maintain their Italian citizenship. So, before 1992, if you were an Italian citizen who voluntarily became a citizen of a foreign country through naturalization, then you would have lost your Italian citizenship as a consequence of the naturalization in the foreign country. But after 1992, that was no longer the case. So, if you were an Italian citizen who emigrated to a foreign country and became a citizen of that country through naturalization, if that happened after 1992, you, you basically could maintain two citizenships, Italian citizenship and the citizenship of the foreign country. So why is that important? Because if you have an Italian parent who became naturalized before you were born in the foreign country, but after 1992, then that parent, then that situation doesn't dis doesn't disqualify you because your parent would have maintained dual citizenship on the contrary of course evidently if your parent became naturalized before you were born and before 1992 then if you don't have any other avenues you you wouldn't qualify for Italian citizenship at least through that specific parent and moving on what would be another important date uh, at a later point in time we kind of talked about this date in another video, or I'd say in multiple videos maybe, 2018. Mm -hmm. In 2018, the Italian uh, government, actually the Ministry of Interior, um, Matteo Salvini, he passed this law, which basically 
affected the applications for citizenship through marriage. So people who wanted to present an application for citizenship through marriage and also through naturalization, which is uh, very similar, after 2018, they have they, they had to have a linguistic certification which was a very very big change because prior to 2018 people applying for citizenship through marriage didn't have to know the Italian language mm -hmm. and and afterwards it became necessary after uh, 2018 for applications presented after 2018 and the other change that was implemented by the the 2018 uh, law is the maximum processing time changed from two years to 40 years so another very very big change so the the time that the Italian government had to process applications for citizenship through marriage and by naturalization went up from two years to 40 years and I know this next date is very much connected to that 2018 date uh, coming to actually come and try to change the situation that was changed in 2020, so actually just a couple of weeks ago, the new government passed a law which changed the law that we just talked about. Actually, only one aspect of that law was changed, which is the maximum processing time for citizenship, for applications for citizenship through marriage and by naturalization, which went down again to two years. Does it, did that feel like it was potentially something that was done to try to find a political middle ground? between the, the old government and this new government? Or how? what do you see as the motivation behind that? Absolutely. The, the past government was uh, knowingly against immigrants or, or people who in general wanted to go to Italy and maybe become Italian citizens. This new government is, is much more open to immigrants and people wanting to apply for Italian citizenship. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like that brings us up to current day, actually very recent. And so I think this is a good place to finish this episode off. So thank you again very much, Marco, for making yourself available to speak a bit more about this subject of Italian citizenship. I know there are a lot of people who love to hear what you have to say and very much appreciate that information. So on their behalf, thank you. And of course, if you are interested in the subject of Italian citizenship and would like to learn a lot more about it, you can subscribe to this YouTube channel. There is a great little library of videos here, not only on the subject of Italian citizenship, but also on Italian real estate. And if you would like to get into contact with Marco, how can they do that? People can contact us through our website, through the contact form. They can email us at info at italiancitizenshipassistance.com or give us a call. And also, if you're interested in the subject of moving to Italy, Italian dual citizenship, and living life abroad, and happen to be interested in maybe seeing a little bit more of this town that we happen to be in here, Rovigo, Italy, you can go and check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia. And of course, we have been here again with Marco Permunian. I'm Rafael Di Furia, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>